Welcome in everybody to the Sports Performance and Positive Mindset presentation. My name is Ryan Winder. I'm a licensed mental health professional as well as a personal life coach. I'm really excited to share with you some of the things that I hope will improve your mental resilience as well as your performance and your pursuit of success. In my work, I've had the chance to interview several athletes as well as a guy by the name of Justin Sua, who is the mental health performance coach for the Tampa Bay Devil Rays in the MLB. I wanted to share with you a quote that I had from that interview that I really feel hit home as far as where we need to be mentally in our pursuit of success. So as you listen, I want to think about where you really feel you are at this current time versus where you need to be in terms of what he says it takes to be successful in whatever we pursue. So take a listen to Justin, and then we'll get started with the presentation. The inability to learn from failure. If you want to be great, you, you got to know and realize that you signed up for the hard road the moment you committed to go after greatness, to go after the best version of yourself. And as part of the process, you're going to fail. You're going to struggle. You're, gonna, you're going to make mistakes. And people's inability to or, or, or lack of desire to want to learn from failure, um, that definitely hinders growth and, and that hinders your ability to continue to get better. All right. Thanks, Justin, for sharing that great information with us. So what did we take away from him? I think the first thing that we have to do, if we wanna be great, we have to change the way that we look at failure. And so in order to help you do that, I wanna share with you five positive mindset tools that will help you along that path. And the first one is all about redefining the way that we look at failure. So there's some things there I wanna get into. And so we're gonna start with that part of it. But first of all, Failure, it's not final and it's not fatal. We have to get that into our mindset. If we lose, if we do something bad, it's okay. We can always have another day. So we can't make it so absolute in our lives. If you're invested in something, loss or failure is gonna be painful. That's okay. That's what we wanna, that's what we wanna see from you. There, there, there needs to be pain. The idea of no pain, no gain is important in that in that same sense because if you don't really care about something and you lose or you fail or you don't do as well, it's not even going to really matter to you. So pain is really reflective of the energy that you're putting into, into something and the desire that you want to be good at it. So that's a good thing. But we can't let the pain blind us from the lessons. And that's the important part. And that's how we want to shift that mindset in regards to that. So the first thing that we want to do in order to do that is ask ourselves the question, what were the things that were in my control that in terms of what may have went wrong or what didn't don't go well for me that day? So what was in my control? Meaning, did I play my best? Did I do my best? Did I execute in the way that I should have executed? What were the things that were in my control? Second thing, what wasn't in my control? Now, we don't wanna harp on this one too much, but we've all been the victim of bad officiating. Sometimes those things are not in our control, obviously. Sometimes those things are going to happen. But again, we have to be able to learn to move forward and just move on and realize that was something that wasn't in our control. So if we didn't do our best that day or we lost or whatever, and that was a part of it, okay, got to move on. Third thing, what can I learn in, in general from this, from this loss, from this disappointment, from whatever it is that I went through? What can I learn? What can I take in so that I'm going to be better for it? Fourth, which is important that oftentimes we don't do, um, when, especially when we're in the pain of something, is what did I do well? I'm sure there were things that did that you did well that day, things that 
um, I can feel good about, that I can take pride in. So what did I do well that day? And finally, what are you going to do about it? Right? What are you going to do about it? If, if it comes down to maybe I didn't do as well as I'd like, or maybe there were some things I could have done better, what am I going to do about it? Am I going to be in the gym next day working on stuff? Am I going to be at the rink? Am I going to be in the, in the gym lifting weights? What is it that I'm going to do about my performance and where I'm at with that sense of disappointment or failure? So that part is in our hands, where we go next, what we're going to do about it. And that is all a part of shifting this dynamic in terms of how we view failure and taking it as something that we can build on rather than something that's deflating and takes it takes our our energy or our sense of excitement away from the game. So those are the things in regards to fit failure. Next up, we're going to talk about the other four positive things that we can do in terms of improving our mindset. All right, so now we are going to go through the other four principles of developing a positive mindset. The second being that we need to begin to embrace obstacles, which means basically seeking them out. So it's really hard to get better and to improve when we constantly stay in our comfort zone. So if we're not looking for ways to make things uncomfortable for us, to learn new things, to you know build more strength, to lift more difficult weights in the gym, to try harder things on the court or on the rink, to play against better competition, whatever it might be, we need to be willing to seek out those obstacles. Just a quick side note, today um, my daughter and son are out, out, up snowboarding. Um, this is the probably the third time my daughter's ever snowboarded. She snowboarded with me last year. We stayed on the bunny hill um, the whole time. And I just did text her not too long ago, said, hey, how's it going? Her first response, great. I haven't even been on the bunny hill all day. Now, she's snowboarding with her brother and his friends. So what is that doing? That's basically creating an obstacle for her. She doesn't want to be alone. She wants to be with people. Hey, we're not bunny hill snowboarders anymore. We're doing the harder stuff. So you either are with us or I guess you're at the lodge or on the bunny hill. So she embraced that obstacle and is learning to do and be better at what she is trying to do snowboarding wise, but that's by seeking something out, being in a situation where it's kind of like, okay, I got to embrace this. So that's how we get better. We got to seek out obstacles. It's great to be successful in a, in a situation where, you know, we can dominate and whatever, and that makes us feel good but it might not always be making us better. So we gotta look to try to improve by seeking out obstacles. Next one is always give your best. Now your best may look differently and that's okay. Sometimes we might be a little bit under the weather, but we still give our best. Or sometimes we just don't maybe have our shot or maybe we're slow on the ice or whatever it is that we're doing sports wise. Um, but as long as we feel like we're giving our best and that's, that just needs to be good enough. And nobody can really determine that um, but you. You know, your parent might see something, your teammates might see something, but in your heart of hearts, you have to know that you are giving your best every time you go out there. The next one, which is hard, especially for young people, um, and but I, I promise you it is for your benefit, and that is that we need to seek out, not just wait for it to come for us, but we need to seek out critical feedback. And what that means is, is that we're not always looking for the attaboys or you're great, 
people, that does feel good. It feels good to know that you've done a good job and that you're successful and everybody loves you and it's wonderful. But trust me, I know tons of people that that's all they got in their life and it did not help them. It, once they got to a higher and higher level, then when they start, that critical feedback is not only there, it is there in abundance. They couldn't handle it, they, it crumbled them. So some way that we can prepare ourselves is seeking out that critical feedback. Don't get mad, don't get upset if somebody gives you something negative or something you can prove on. Embrace that and say, yeah, you know what? That is good, that's something I need to hear, that's something I can learn from, and just take it in stride rather than feeling like you're hurt, your feelings are hurt or whatever, or that's not fair, or that's not this. It, promise me, I promise you, it is for your good that you're able to get critical feedback. The last thing, this is something that's interesting and something when I first heard it, it kind of even made me think, really? But in the way that, it's, that, it, that it is, goes about, I think there's, there's a lot to that. And it's the notion that we want to feel and be inspired by the success of others. We want to learn from them. We want to be able to adopt the things that they're doing. But in order to do that, we have to set, be able to, again, feel that sense of inspiration from other people. Whether that's our teammates, whether that's somebody that's already a pro in, in whatever sport that we follow, we, have, we can look to them and think, man, that's great. But I think especially at this place where you're at, you can do that with your teammates, not, not feel jealous, not feel like, oh man, you know, da da da, they did this or whatever. Um, I could do that if I wanted to or whatever it might be, or they're always getting the ball or they're always getting passed to or whatever it might be. We can be upset about that or we can be inspired by the success and, you know, and just say to ourselves, hey, you know what? I wanna be better, I wanna be like them. I see them in the gym every day. I see them taking extra shots after practice. I see them doing A, B, or C, whatever it is. What can I do to make sure that I'm doing the same things they're doing and just look to improve and look to be better? And again, be inspired by their success. Their success. So those are the other four things in addition to learning from failure. That is going to help us with a better mindset as we, as we approach the game, as we approach our practices. Um, and I think as you adopt those things, you'll notice the improvement as well. Okay, there are two more mental performance mindsets that I really want to share with you and I think are important as far as our development in just the way that we approach the game, our success in life, and really anything else that we do. So the two are, the first is on purpose, with purpose. So basically what that means is that we are trying to be more deliberate and intentional about what we do. So the idea of on purpose is that it would be an example of, hey, we're gonna go to the gym with a plan. That's doing something on purpose. Now doing it with purpose is executing that plan to the best of our ability, not sloughing off, not just kind of like, you know, whatever between each set or whatever it may be, may be, but we're gonna go into the gym, we're gonna have that plan, and we're gonna execute it to the fullest and come out feeling great and better and like we've done something that we really wanted to do. So on purpose, with purpose. The same thing, hey, you go to practice. I know the old Allen Iverson thing, hey, we're talking about practice, but practice and being intentional or having a purpose and doing it with purpose is, is an important place where we can get better. So what am I gonna do today? I'm gonna go to practice and I'm gonna work on my free throws, or I'm gonna go to practice, I'm gonna work on my slap shot, or I'm gonna work on my passing, I'm gonna, or I'm gonna work on my backward skating. Going there on purpose, with purpose, 
to help us to get better, to help us improve, to be more intentional and deliver about what it is that we want to accomplish in whatever sport that we're doing. The second one is the power of yet. I know a lot of times we can get down ourselves, we can compare ourselves to others where they're at. Maybe we might feel I'm not strong or I'm not good or I'm not where I want to be. Those are all labels that we put on ourselves that really bring our performance level down. And we don't really grow from that because we're in a sense, we've already determined this is who we are. We're not good or we're not strong or we're not as fast or we don't have as hard a shot or whatever, again, it may be. We're taking that label and mentally putting it on ourselves. Now, with the power of yet, which is used, I have off to the corner here and I can't see it. It's used for elite self-talk. That means elite athletes use this type of self-talk all the time. So if you want to be better and more elite in whatever it is that you do, this is an important tool. So the idea of power of yet, take that same statement, I'm not strong yet. I'm not good yet. I'm not where I wanna be yet. So what we're doing in that situation is we're giving ourselves, the we're, we're allowing for the process to be, we're allowing for ourselves to move through the process and get to a place where we wanna be in the future. So it's not a definitive label of I'm not strong, it's I'm not strong yet, but I'm going to the gym every day and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna be strong and I'm gonna get there and I'm gonna do the things that I wanna do. So power of yet, I'm not there yet. I'm not where I wanna be yet. Trust me, I know it may sound simple, but it works. And again, elite athletes use this kind of self-talk. So if you wanna be elite, take on these things on purpose with purpose, power of yet. Okay, so I'm back with a couple other things in terms of performance and mental preparation. One of the biggest challenges that we can experience, especially as young athletes, is the idea of handling pressure. Now that pressure might be our own internal pressure that we put on ourselves to be successful, or it can be from a coach or our teammates or especially our parents. So a way that we wanna to try to approach handling pressure is by looking at the following things. What are the things that you want? Meaning two, kind of breaking that down into two categories. First is, what are my own expectations for myself? And the second has to do with our own sense of identity. And that ultimately really is, who do I wanna be? Now, what does that mean in terms of sports? Well, who do I wanna be? Do I want to be somebody that's great? Am I okay with somebody that's mediocre? Do I just wanna do this for fun? Am I in it just to, to play a sport, to be around my friends? They're doing it, so I'm doing it. Who do I wanna be? Now, the other part of that too can be like, do I wanna be somebody who's a leader? Do I wanna be somebody who's just a role player? What, where do I wanna fit into the realm of this team or this sport that I'm doing? We have to be the ones that define that. When we are allowing ourselves to, to take that from other people, that creates more pressure. So if your dad or your mom is out there um, yelling at you, telling you to do this or telling you to do that, or you need to be this or you need to be that, that pressure is gonna be feel greater. That pressure is going to feel greater if you haven't defined that for yourself. So again, who do I wanna be? What are my expectations for myself? Because ultimately, in the end, we have to live up to the expectations that we set for ourselves first and foremost, because that's where that's who we're going to have to live with. That's who we're going to have to um, ultimately come to terms with is our own sense of self. So when we have a better sense of what our expectations are for ourselves, 
as well as our identity, who we want to be in whatever sport that we're doing, that will help to alleviate the pressure that we feel from outside sources because it's all taken care of within our own mindset. So take note, think about those things, put it into practice, and I think it will help you in terms of under handling the pressures that are on the outside of, of your sport, okay? All right, one other thing that I think is really important in terms of our development uh, in both our positive mindset, handling disappointment, and handling pressure in the sport is the idea of the development of your why statement. Now, many of you, you might be thinking, what is a why statement? A why statement, in a sense, is your purpose or reason or belief as to why, why you are doing what you're doing. What's behind it? What's driving you? What's going to help you on those days that you don't want to get out of bed or go to practice or, you know, get up for a game, whatever it might be? What's the why? What is it that I'm shooting towards that's going to give me that sense um, of pushing through some of these difficult obstacles that we've talked about as well? And the reason why I think it's helpful in terms of handling disappointments, handling uh, parental pressures and things of that nature is at the end of the day, if maybe I have a bad game or if I don't feel as successful as I'd like to feel in certain things or if my parents are giving me pressure, if my coach, coach is giving me pressure, if at the end of the day I can look back and see that I am doing whatever I'm doing and I'm doing because of my why, like that that is, I'm moving towards that, then I think you'll, you can feel good about yourself, you can feel good about where you're at, and that's gonna be the most important thing. Am I fulfilling the purposes that I set out to fulfill? So that's why I think it's important to establish a why statement. So the idea then, what is your why statement? And the, the thing I have right by that is that uh, a why statement is gonna help you create clarity in what you're doing and why you're doing it. Okay, and when once we have clarity, then like I said before, it doesn't matter what's going on around us or the pressure we getting we're getting from others potentially. We know we're doing what we're doing for a very specific reason, and that can be our our fuel. So there's three things that we want to talk about in relation to the development of a why statement. The first is your why is your own. That's so important. Again, you want to develop this yourself. It's not your parents' why. It's not your coach's why, it's not your friend's why, and it's not some other star's why. It's not Wayne Gretzky's why, it's not um, Bo Bichette, whoever it might be. It's not their why. It is your why for what you're doing, okay? So make that really clear uh, within your development. Don't appease somebody by putting something down or creating something you think will help, will please your dad or please your mom or please your coach. It is your why, okay? Second thing you wanna do or think about is that your why can change. Right now, you might be in a place where I love this sport or I wanna do this, or I wanna be a professional you know, MLB player, hockey player, whatever it is, or I wanna score 20 goals a season, or I wanna do such and such. This is my why for doing what I'm doing. But ultimately, over time and as, we, as you move along in life, your why can change. So don't feel bad about that. You may put your energy into something right now that you feel like, hey, this is where I want to be. This is what I want to do. This is what my purpose is. This is where I want to put my energy. You know, a year from now, two years from now, 
six months from now, a month from now, you might realize, you know what, maybe that just wasn't really for me um, and maybe I wanna look to something else. So your why can change. And third, we can also create temporary whys as well. So maybe right now we don't have a greater sense of where we wanna be in life or where we wanna take something, meaning like how far do I wanna go with this sport or endeavor, school subject, whatever it is. I may not have that sense of clarity with that. So we can create temporary whys. This week, this month, this season. Um, what do I want my purpose to be? So this week, my purpose, my why might be, hey, I wanna do A, B, and C in practice. I wanna get better at that. I wanna make, I kinda wanna center my why or my purpose around doing some specific skill or getting better at some specific thing. This month, I wanna do this. I wanna try to score a hat trick. I wanna do something like that. I wanna make my purpose or my why centered around that aspect of things. And like I said, the season part as well too. So development of why, again, creating things in our lives that we can control, that give us motivation, that give us a sense of grounding and clarity in, in moving towards something that we want for ourselves, which like I said, can help us to uh, drown out the noise per se, when other people are pressuring us or when we're feeling a sense of pressure from others, we can reflect back on our why statement, okay? All right. Okay, I just wanna leave you with one final thought from the late, great Kobe Bryant, who defines the Mamba mentality, mental toughness, positive mindset. He had it all. So I think we can take a lesson from him in the approach. So I saw this video that was of him coaching two young kids. Now the young kids were Matt Barnes's boys, I believe. Um, but still it showed him kind of take them, take them through a practice and him getting after them and didn't hold back at all. They were young, probably 10, 11, uh, 12, maybe years old. Um, but he was instructing him in a way that was trying to push them. And he said a couple of things to them that really stood out that I think I want to pass, you know, I want to pass along to you that is important in terms of your pursuit of greatness, your pursuit of toughness, positive mindset, and just a way to be better at what you do in, in all aspects. Um, but he told the kids basically, you know, and it was referring to practice. This is where you mess up. This is where you make mistakes. This is where you do those things so that you can be better. So that when the the, the lights are on, the people are in the stands, everything goes much more smoother. Um, he also said, and this is the key, you need to become comfortable with being uncomfortable at practice. That's how we grow, that's how we learn, that's how we become better, is by being more comfortable with discomfort in our lives. And that's with anything. If we stay in the comfort zone, if we stay with what we know, if we never try to push ourselves out into doing things, that are better, again, being a better skater, backwards, forwards, around, whatever it is, working on our slap shot, working on our free throws, working on whatever it is, trying to become faster, doing things that will help us to do that, pushing ourselves in the weight room. If we always stay in that comfort, we're never gonna get to where we wanna be. So we have to learn to find ways to become uncomfortable in our pursuit of excellence. And as you do that, as you find that way to do that, whether it's pushing yourself, whether it's engaging with somebody else to help you to, to find ways to, to push that within you, whatever it may be, learning to be, dis, be
be uncomfortable or finding that discomfort in practice or in other things that you do will help you be a better player, a better athlete, and an overall better person. So just want to leave that with you. Hope you found some good things in here and look forward to seeing the results on the court, in life, and everywhere you might be. Thanks for tuning in.